I think, are we live now, Brad? Since we're live in, <laughs> theoretically, live counting could be cool. Here we go. Join Andrew Wall and Brad Our mission make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Are you ready? Woohoo! Another Friday night? It's Friday week. night. Yeah. Um, uh, we are, uh, have the pleasure of having the amazing Laura Redmond. Uh, if you don't know her, you do need to know her. She's done mm-hmm. some amazing things in both the accounting world and the app world and the coaching world. Like she's really touched everything in our small little accounting world. So thank you for joining us, Laura. How are you doing? We're talking royalty here, yeah, right? Literally. Laura, so we could, queen, princess, what would you like to be addressed as tonight? Oh, queen, just kidding. Queen, queen works, queen Laura, queen Laura the first. Yeah, I, I love being on here tonight. This is really uh, quite an honor for me. I love watching you guys. I love hanging out with you guys when we all get together in our big accounting profession community which we are lacking on this year. Oh, isn't it tough? You know, it, it is, it has been probably one of the toughest things I've had to deal with this year. It's the isolation, but knowing I'm not going to see everyone from, from the community. That's yeah, especially good to, you know, touch base get together, stuff like that. Great yeah. to see you. I know that for many of us um, that have been using these cloud-based apps, I'll just start out right there. Um, a lot of us, you know, I think some of this was business as normal, you know, we're used to doing everything from our laptop. So, um, that part has been really interesting to hit this inflection point and, and see some of that come into the norm mainstream. I like that. Did you when see- we were ready for it, right? All of us. I mean, we're kind of ahead of the curve on this one. That's the good part about it. Yeah, yeah, we were, but I, I think there's there were still a lot of people on that journey. Did oh, this? Yes. Did you see COVID uh, result in a, in a growth in your app sales? Um, I don't know about I don't know about that. I mean, the accounting firms that on for Arrow Workflow, you're talking about Arrow, right? Of course. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Laura is the founder of Arrow Workflow, in addition yeah. to all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. I'll say that first. So I, what I spend most of my time on is I've got Redmond Accounting, founded that in 2005. And um, around 2010, we needed a workflow. We needed something to delegate all the work we're doing, all the different tasks at all different clients. So we built it for ourselves. 2010, I built it on Method Platform. You guys know Method CRM. They're out of course. And then other accounting firms, you know, we all get to know each other at different events and stuff, asked about using it, Method put it on its app store, then Arrow created it on its own platform. So that's where that is now. And um, our clients, those accounting firms using Arrow Workflow are forward thinking um, uh, type of firms, very intentional. And so they've all been cloud-based already. Um, right, yeah. Certainly they're in waiting for anyone that is just moving over to that. I talked to a firm yesterday actually out of Tennessee who are thinking that they might open a cloud-based CAS practice as part of their tax and audit firm. So, you know, that's still happening. Yeah. For sure. We're still early days on all this internet. I mean, the fact that when you go, well, not in COVID days, but in other times when you're 
going around in the world and you have to keep signing into different Wi-Fi's in different areas. Like the fact that that isn't just all taken care of yet, you know, that's just one of the examples that I'm sure our next generations may not have to deal with as much. I'm still grumble about internet connectivity from time to time. Yeah, well, we were squabbling about that earlier. But <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I were just having that conversation, weren't we? I mean, like, it's not because we are early days and I appreciate where we are. And so I, I'm very thoughtful about, I try to be thoughtful about that when I talk to, you know, all the, when, I, when we're building different solutions is to remember these are early days. The developers who are building apps, they're, they're just looking, you know, to start building what you want. Everything's not done and seamless yet. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind and be grateful for where we are. But sometimes it's like, uh, 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 when there's no good connectivity, you know. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about the cloud is that it's constantly getting better and the pace of change is quite rapid, right? Like there's new releases regularly and that makes, if you have a, and, and this is where I, you know, what I, I love about Intuit is that if you're actually able to work with companies um, like Intuit, or I'm sure you guys might do something similar in Arrow where you bring in, um, you know, people from the industry um, to get their input on direction and, and sort of focus groups or what have you. But when you're able to be a part of the vision of where it's going to go, it just makes such a world of difference to what you can do in your practice, right? Because like you said, is Laura, you built these workflows uh, to solve your own individual needs, right? And imagine being able to get a company like Arrow to start building workflows and design around your needs. And it's going to be maybe your needs in four or five or six or seven others. But to be able to have that input and that um, ability to guide the direction of where this might go is tremendously, tremendously rewarding. And I know you've spent, you've worked a ton with Intuit on those types of projects, right? Design for Delight. And right. It's the accounting firm, which is 15 years old this year. And then there's Arrow. Um, and that's a separate entity, separate staff, everything. And then I, and then as you mentioned, Intuit, um, I'm based out here in Silicon Valley, Northern California, right down the street from Intuit headquarters. Mm -hmm. So Somewhere along the way, I met people from Intuit, and we pushed all of our clients in our accounting firm to QuickBooks Online in 2011. And um, early. So we were early there, and so when, there was no certification or anything, and I wanted to hire staff and get them certified, and there was only the desktop certification. So um, myself and a couple of others, we wrote the first and subsequent QuickBooks Online certifications and then the advanced certification of over several years um, and then taught it around the country when they do the QBO certification tours. So that's another thing, um, but they all, you see how they all work together. So Andrew, what you were just saying is um, all of us are in on these early days of cloud accounting and the um, in Arrow, we first, there's the app itself, which is blank, put whatever you want in the checklist. Do, you know, you do things the way you do things. It's, it's your firm. But then people were asking, well, I don't have time to write up all these checklists and procedure guides. Can you just, so then Arrow Library launched, this is years ago now, but the library was, we started filling it up with content and tapped in some of all of our friends and family and our great greater uh, profession there. And so we've got library authors who are writing up uh, checklists and procedure guides so you don't have to, so you can just go grab it and use it. And so right now what Arrow is launching by the end of this year, oh my God, I've been waiting for this for so long is the ability to create an Arrow account with all your checklists and that you delegate to all your staff to do the accounting or whatever it is that you put on your checklist for them to do. Mop your floors, whatever, your checklist. <laughs> and now you can create an Arrow account connected to yours for your clients, for each of your clients. And now you can pass down your checklist, your knowledge capital to them 
You own it, you retain the monthly, they bill, you bill for it, it's a central billing and you can start past. So if you have clients who like, they have office managers, they can enter their bills, they can run their expense reports, their payroll, whatever. You can pass down the checklist for how to do it. They're not accounting people so that your client feels like you're guiding them. And so this is our arrow advisory. So that's coming out now. Anyway, though, Andrew, that's all back to what you were saying is the sharing of all of this experience that we're all having to create because there, you know, it's a whole new platform. Yeah. So what else have you been doing to keep your, your family and your mind busy? Because I know you can't sit still and you've only got what, um, three different things you're working on, but I'm somehow guessing you got something else that's going on in that little back of your mind because you're always as a woman I've known always thinking creatively about what the future holds and what you might do differently do you have any really fun ideas on the go or things that are you're turning over in your mind um well that they're building that is what we're currently working and launching on because as that because as arrow launches at this fall we're going to launch it as a firm and start working with businesses um, so we're filling up all of our knowledge capital into the into those checklists so that we can disperse them um, outside of that, I do. Are you guys familiar with EOS Worldwide? EOS is a system. Alternate operating system. Yeah. We started that a couple of years ago. And so that really gives us a great structure for running the accounting firm. Um, and so that gives us milestones and tasks and stuff to keep us on track. So I don't go down too many rabbit holes. Right. Well, the first time I knew who you were, Laura, it was the first time I went to um, to the Mountain View um, mothership, and there's this huge picture of you on the wall, and I thought, hey, I know her. It's not that you were, we were all together in the group on the tour, but you were also on the wall, and so I think the first time I met you, I always thought, oh, it's that lady from the wall. She must be famous. No, but you know now, that's how wonderful into it is. They put all of their friends wall so now you know i had yeah. never or either i was also discovering that yeah i hadn't I, I i think i met you before i saw your picture on the wall i think i might have met you well, had us all out in the yard taking the drone picture <laughs> I that. Where, was, yeah. where was the first place we met was it on it would have been it's probably 2015 andrew because that was our first year down there so and that's you, when i went to the mothership the first time and i think yeah. i met laura that that same tour that same tour yeah so five years geez we're, all, we're been old there a lot longer than that you were working with into it before long before i think right? the conferences and everything like you were you're like literally a legend in the industry no, I, mean, I said royalty royalty i'm telling you i just sit right here in this office and work all the time and sometimes i get the time you guys get out more than i do the time <laughs> The QBO cert stuff, I was just sitting right here. Uh, we, had, we used to have staff in this office. We used to have these um, desks running down these, all these glass desks running. These. I did glass desks because I didn't want any filing cabinets or any paper. So anyway, I used to sit over there at my desk and um, that's where I wrote most of the QBO cert. Your house looks like those fake backgrounds that people put up. It's <laughs> <You're> not. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna go sit down in her fake chair no, it's real look but it's beautiful a real door yeah so are you guys aware that there is something out there where they rate people's zoom backgrounds no there's, there's like, i think a website is called rate my room i don't remember what it is 
but I hear it a lot of times on the news because, you know, all the people they're bringing in and all the newscasters, a lot of them are working from home. So they always make comments about stuff in the background and apparently a website is developed and I wish I remembered the, the address, but people are rating and you've got one of the coolest backdrops I've seen. <laughs> Except for it's real. Yeah, no, no, but it, it it's, it's doesn't have to be fake. It's, oh, so it's measuring because people are really taking the time to, to spruce up their back. And create a stat and stuff yeah. Like yeah. So what people are doing, the, the most common, you've probably seen this, is people sit in front of bookshelves. Yeah. And then yeah. people will be doing the interview and they'll go, Oh, I see that you like this book. And then they get into conversation about that book. It's been it's been kind of funny. And then of course, people have their dogs creeping in and all that stuff. So it's it's funny how this whole little subcultures develop for all these people that weren't used to using the tools we've been using for years and they're having some fun with it. So, yeah. So. App, cool. Have you all heard about the mm -hmm app? Oh, yes. Um, I, I finally got access to, to download it, but I didn't bring my Mac up with me. So I have to wait until I go back home. To what is it? I got a Mac. And you have to be invited. Is that it? No. You have to be invited or accepted or something. Accepted. If you go to the website, you can put in your email address and then you got to wait for them to send you a license key. Oh, um, but then they'll find out that I'm a Twitter troll and they won't let me, right? <laughs> it's related to Zoom backdrop. You know, it, you can use it in Zoom or whatever, whatever webinar. It's so, very cool. Have you started using it? Barely. I haven't. I played around with it, but I haven't used it yet. I still need to use it. But it lets you put your PowerPoint with you so that you don't have to have like, here's the one window with me on it. And then there's another window with the PowerPoint. And sometimes the PowerPoint will take over the screen. And so this instead, you can show your slides here. It, you know, it's like you're or they can be right behind you. They can be your whole background can be this slide. You can yeah. and you can resize yourself. You can make yourself big or small. And you become really tiny out of the way, but you're still there, so you interact with people. I love the idea of it. I just love all of the new ideas that are coming out of this. Yeah. How did you hear about that? Who told you about? Mm -hmm. uh, our marketing, our marketing officer told our COO, who told me. We only have, hey, we, by the way, but we have good. So now I know how to spell it. I honestly didn't know what you guys were saying. I thought, mm -hmm, like, anyways, Hector's put. It put it up. It's M M H M M. Is that it? Yeah. Hector's the one who told me about it. There you go. Well, he just put it up there. So I'm going to have to look into that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And maybe I'll be in the exclusive club with you guys. <laughs> I haven't installed it yet though. I'm, I'm off. Yeah, but you, you, you have it, Andrew. Yeah, I do. Have, I have the license key. <laughs> there you go. Um, I will say I watch a whole lot of TV. <laughs> I know. I used to never watch TV. Like, I don't know, maybe every three to six months, I'd be like burnout on too many projects. And I would go watch like six hours of some really bad show, you know, just stupid, just like to drool, just, Binge just, watch. just dead, brain dead and stop thinking. And now I wa I've watched tons of things. I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite right now? Right now I'm watching Outlander. Outlander. I haven't seen that. What one is that? Because I, I, when I think Outlander, I think that old like uh, wasn't there a sword one with a, a, a there was guys with swords in old Outlander one where the guy lived forever. 
That's an old one. Uh, maybe I, so tell me more about this one. What's that wonder about? This one is a Scottish um, product. Uh, you know, it takes place in Scotland and New America. It's really interesting. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> Four out of five, and hopefully they will film six. It's one that's still alive and being filmed. Hopefully, right. I've heard of it. I, I got into the. I haven't watched it. I got what? into the West Wing. I've always wanted to see it, and oh, I can't. I I can't actually get it up here in Canada, so I had to cheat a bit. I have a VPN, and I just pretend I'm in America, and Netflix lets me do it. So yeah, it's actually really cool to see a story about a White House that has a good time and and is respected in the in the world and having fun doing it. Um, and there's a lot of actors in it, you know, from from it launched like Rob Lowe was in it. He was a big name, obviously, and. There's some other actors, Alice and Janney, and it's a good show. It's entertaining. Like I say, it's good kind of politics, Andrew. So I, I don't have to get all angry about the other kind. I'm like, how did Brad bring us back to politics again? No, I'm always going to do it somehow. And it's only, yeah. you know, 10 weeks to the election. But no, it's, uh, yeah, it's my, um, my son and I are doing Breaking Bad. We've been watching oh. Breaking Bad together. Everyone, yeah. good... like within like a week or, no, probably not a week, two weeks, like, like I did nothing else when those came. I loved that. That was good. Yeah, the movie was not so good though. Did you watch the movie? There was a movie. Yeah, there was. A yeah, movie. it was a follow-up movie. Nah, it was kind of silly. You have to see the series to really get anything out of it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a clue who anyone it was. But now, yeah. my um, my son asked me, and he's he's fifteen, and and I said, well, yeah, what the heck, you know? I I said it's a bit risque, but one thing about that show is it can be kind of ugly, but they still don't push it too far with the nudity and and they don't go hard on the language and it the writing's really good on it. You gotta face it. It's the acting's excellent and so he enjoys it. He thinks it's great, but little does he know it's only gonna get nastier and nastier. I'm just waiting for one part where you know, I, I don't want to give it away, but Gus Fring, does everyone remember Gus Lapoyos Urbanos? The the, the gentlemanly gangster that's just so polite and so man a few words and Chris is is interested in him anyways <laughs> we digress to Netflix so so Laura how how is the the pandemic affecting your businesses I mean obviously you said you, you your staff isn't there now you've sent them all home no sorry uh, years ago we used to have staff oh, okay over the years um, Everyone started working from home. Um, anyway, so you're miles ahead. Well, that was years ago. When COVID hit, we were, you know, it was business as normal for us as far as business goes. Um, and yeah, definitely finding people. Well, here's one thing we noticed. First of all, everybody else in the household was suddenly home. So that was new. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, a big oh. adjustment. We've been doing Zooms all day long for years. And all of a sudden, everybody started showing up with camera on because nobody would show up. Like we just did Zooms and assumed camera was off. Your picture would show. So, <laughs> you know, dress for the occasion and stuff. I mean, not dressy, but anyway, we, it's definitely more on cam, Zoom life, which is good, I think, because it helps keep the connection the best you can. Yeah. Are there tips that you had from before COVID that other people who maybe are new to working remotely um, that you could give? 
Well, I know that as a firm, we have a telecommuting agreement so that when we hire staff, you know, we definitely make sure everybody's got, uh, you know, super fast internet. And we ask them to have a dedicated office space. You know, we don't, because you're on Zooms with clients and stuff, you know, so we want them to have a professional. And it's confidential financial information. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that you don't have to commute is a bonus, but it doesn't mean all the rest of it falls apart. So, and then we also ask that they have professional time put aside. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're stirring the pot of spaghetti at the same time as you're doing your work. You got to sit down and work. So, you know, we, we do try to, we want there to be as much of the benefit as possible while still keeping a very professional um, office at home. Do you keep any sort of core hours or anything like, so those professional hours have to, can they be any time throughout the day? Do they have to be from 9am to 5pm? Like how do, how do you guys work that? Everyone has, everyone has uh, general hours, but they're very flexible. So for us, everyone shows up to work every day by logging into Arrow and that's their work assignment there. Each, or each task is there. They click on it. They have their checklist. They already know how to do it, but it helps them remember what to do. And if somebody's out, they're doing somebody else's work. So that's really showing up at the office. Now, within that, we have about every Monday morning is an operations meeting. Every other Tuesday is a marketing meeting. Every Wednesday is a management meeting and a finance meeting. Every other one, you know what I mean? So we're always yeah. showing up for certain timed events like that. Yeah. Uh, we have had, since COVID, we've had, we've, we can't do a retreat together. You know, we go to connect together or something like that. So we've been having, we've had several, I think three or three this summer already, uh, Zoom retreats. And we play that, what's the Jackbox the games? We've had oh, a bunch yeah. of games. Caitlin in my office wins everything every time. Um, and then we all watch some videos together. You know, you can do like Netflix party and watch stuff together. Mm. Just to have time where we get together and just shoot the breeze and have downtime together. So I like that. Yeah. Is all your team in California or are they spread out around? In, there are seven of us. So we're in California, Arizona, and Ohio. Okay. Um, and that's just based on, you know, where they live. And so when you would have in the pre-COVID, when you would have all the team get together, um, would it? Would you fly people in from Ohio or what have you or Arizona? To connect, we've yeah. had connect or scaling. No, we've had everyone at connect. We've had some at scaling. Yeah, yeah. I saw your crew at scaling last year. Yeah, we've done the QuickBooks Connect Toronto. I I brought a couple of guys down to California a couple of times. I mean, it's an amazing experience to do with your team if you can do that, and that's a great way. Like, because you want to be doing those sort of team building group exercises, bringing everyone together. And there's not a better place to do it than, than there. And, and from San Jose, year before last, we all went to Half Moon Bay, which is right here on the coast, about what, nice. 30 miles over from San Jose. And so then, there we had a retreat. So like a debrief, sort of, of how the conference went. Yeah, what sessions did you hear about? What did you learn? You know, this nice. wrote all that up. Spent a long time writing up our whole new fancy onboarding system we're going to do things now anyway and then we would also go from there we did like glass blowing and <laughs> i want to work with i want to work with you laura yeah we've done axe throwing have you done axe throwing yet done what done axe throwing axes <laughs> maybe yeah. it's a canadian thing not at people 
<laughs> no, there's actually axe bar. Like you can go to these bars where you get to throw axes. Seriously. I'm not against this. You know, so Outlander is, you'll see if you look up this show, that's an axe throwing kind of show. And then there's Last Kingdom. Have you guys seen that with Boutred? These are all like historical period shows and Game of Thrones. They're, you know, they're of kind course. of- Yeah, yeah. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm game on the axe throwing. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. We did it. And thankfully, nobody got hurt because there's probably a couple of people that wouldn't mind throwing an axe at me, right? <laughs> you just kept your, you just made sure you could always see them. You didn't put your back to them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was definitely careful of where, where my back was. Well, Andrew, you, you have a cool crew. I mean, I've, I've hung out with them at the conferences. And yep, obviously in, in Toronto, where we had our, our little post, quick book we, we we did the same thing in in toronto that we did in san jose laura where we had the decompression party and this one was right in downtown toronto um at andrew's um father's place and the team was there and they were they were great they were like the hosts you guys were, were great hosts it was a lot of fun yeah, we, I like, we normally I like do a lot of fun. events in that place we used to i didn't go to toronto this that was that december yeah. yeah 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 you weren't there this year i don't think i had been to the other do you remember the year that you found out that you knew or that paul knew my brother yeah i knew i knew paul i didn't know you knew <laughs> yeah i, I didn't know I, knew world. So, I think that was like wasn't that around when you were um on the hoverboard going down that, yeah that's exactly what i was on the hoverboard yeah so we were talking about that. about that was it sarah shopping Sarah yeah. shot that. Yeah, I, I posted that as a lot of people saw uh, at like 3 a.m. after Friday Night Live because we were talking about it on the, on the show. So I posted it up again at like 3 a.m. It was probably not the best decision. I think one of my cousins called me an idiot. I think it's great. We have two hoverboards here, but. How old are your kids again? Uh, 13 and 16. 13 and 16. And boy and girl? Two boys, eighth grade two. and 11th grade. Eighth grade and eleventh grade, so one's just about to go to um, to middle school, I guess, or high school, I should say. And last year, middle school, and the other ones in, well, you know, eleventh grade. Yeah, yeah. Your, your husband was kind of a big part of the community in, in many ways, right? He was, and he worked with me for years, and he knows everybody. I mean, he's except, like except me. I've never met him. You've never introduced me. I've met him all the time. You guys. That I met you guys, he went to work with a buddy of his, and he's in the construction business now. He still uh, isn't, you know, involved somewhat in our firm, but um, so he doesn't go to the. I try to get him to come to the conferences because he knows and like there are a couple of people conferences yeah. I love that when they see me, they say, "Hi, how's your husband?" Where is he? <laughs> That's how I know who he is. People are always asking where your husband is. So it's like, "How's Johnny?" She doesn't want to hear. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, that's fun. It's fun because he knows all the people, you know, I can talk about. Like, he and Hector are great friends. And, yeah, you would have met him. He's come a couple of times at night. Yeah, for sure. We, I, he's come to the, the lobby bar a few times at the at Fairmont. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And I think that's where I met him. It was always short visits, but he was. There's like, always, like, 200 people in there. It's hard to, to, to meet everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And he, yeah, yeah, I've got to get him out more because in the years right before I met you guys, he was at every like he was at all the scalings in New Orleans and Texas and everywhere. 
and take, you know, I'm from, do you know that I'm from New Orleans or I'm from an hour south of New Orleans actually. Actually, Amanda Aguiar made the comment about you being the Cajun queen. She, yeah. she did it. And also uh, Clayton Oates at, um, just said, Big Johnny Redmond is a legend too. Yeah. There you go. Clayton's coming straight over here. We got down under. Hey, Clayton. Yeah, you know, we're really lucky to have such a great community. There's so many people that over the years, and I, I love it. And it's it's nice to, I don't want to be a downer and say, like, how bad it is because we're not all getting together, because I know that will hold easily as soon as we can get together again. But, you know, the social media for whatever addictive or whatever things that frustrate you about it it is great for this because i can just wake up in the morning and look at the thread and it helps me wake up for the day and i see things and you know it, i i feel like i'm in touch with people still so i love yeah. it yeah and people from around the world and that's a yes. really I, it still blows my mind every day that we can have those, like we can have Clayton notes logging on right now from like the other side of the world being like hey guys what's going on and checking in and like and social media and that's why we do friday night live is like to have those rebuild those connections and those relationships that we built you know uh in real life at these conferences and i were new to accounting amanda's accounting salon so amanda will be on next week and she'll probably be talking about accounting salon amazing thing that she's built with david leary and um you know, she's from Louisiana. I'm born and raised in Louisiana. I finished high school there and then I came out to college in California. So I've been here at college and all the years since. Um, but I go home every, try to get home every year. And uh, so Clayton and I were two of the new members this year. We were just about to go to- Oh, you didn't get to physically go. Oh no. And listen, I'm a big long time Grateful Dead fan. The Grateful Dead, well, Dead and Company, whatever is was playing jazz fest for the first time ever in new orleans my husband and i met at jazz fest a long time ago and anyway i was so excited for jazz fest heather Satterley was coming in early you know so many people were coming and then it got everything got ruined the whole world went upside down yeah so maybe. i'm sure you guys will figure it out yeah it's a it's a it's a well we'll learn a lot about it next week that's why we're having amanda on is to is to is to talk accounting salon but it's a it's i look at the people in that group and it's such a diverse group of people from and it's not just one community it's the world community it's you know every right. different platform you can think of is in there it's it's not about the platform so yeah a lot of people i really look up to are in that group i love that i feel like i'm trying to get i didn't get to meet everyone in person so i feel like i'm trying to slowly meet people just by reading comments um some of them i know but it's really amazing. It's really yeah, cool. it's a cool concept. Way to go, Amanda. She is here, so we can uh, we can say all these nice things and, yeah. and prep. And thanks for for prepping us for next week. That's awesome, Andrew. We got to start remembering to do that. We've been we've been kind of pre scheduling now. I used to when 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 Andrew and I um, when Andrew asked me to fill in um, when I first got involved. I'd say, so who are we talking to this week? And he wouldn't get back to me and be like the day of. And then I said. I'm taking care of the bookings. So I've been get, filling up the calendar and yeah, Amanda's next week. We got, we got Matt Canis in September. He's coming Matt, to see us. Matt's so, a PI pardon me. Is it Matt at PI now? Yes. Yeah. Matt. I'm going to hear what he has to say about the world. And of course he's always entertaining. Well, I just so, read at practice ignition this week. 
love that company. We use that app for our proposals. Yeah, they're such a good company too, right? What's not to love about the PI crew? Yeah, and and Guy's just such a cool guy. Yeah, yeah he's a cool guy, literally and figuratively. But so yeah, we're we're gonna try and and mix it up a bit. We're having having some fun, and yeah, it's it's great to have you here, Laura. You've been on the list for a while. Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, you know what was one? Who said some? I think Andrew, you said this earlier, right when we were starting up. Um, and I had a whole bunch of thoughts at once trying to come out. And that is about the exponential change in our profession. Um, uh, the AICPA here in the U.S. and New York City has and it's a lot of ton of events. I mean, my goodness, they and their the arm of the AICPA, cpa.com, um, do a lot of work in our profession, good work for us, moving us all forward. And they um, have, one of the things they have in January is called Executive Roundtable. And they invite a bunch of apps to um, get together and just over two and a half days um, kind of come together and talk about the profession and they have a few representatives from both large and small firms. And um, anyway, so I've been to that the past couple of years and um, year before last they had, uh, Pascal Frenette is from Singularity University, I believe out here in Silicon Valley. And they do a lot of work on uh, futurism, if that's the right word, I don't know. Uh, and the exponential change that can happen um and it is so interesting i mean i would say just like google you know go to youtube and look up pascal fournette or singularity university yeah singularity and, university is incredible they're, yeah they're it's incredible. i mean it's so interesting it'll just get you so fired up thinking about yeah and we see that happen i mean things can just change overnight yeah yeah and it's um it's I think optimistic about where the future can hold. And I think, um, you know, as difficult as COVID has been for so many, it, it might be something that actually changes us all in positive ways that might result in more time with our families, you know, less prioritization of work while still making work something that you do and make a part of your life. Um, and the, the technology transformation that's going to be forced to take place because of this is significant, right? Like, I mean, who would have, I mean, we would have all thought that Zoom would have done as well as it did. Um, but who would have thought that we'd be forced into that type of scenario where instant electronic communication with people anywhere in the world will not only become possible, it will become a necessity for you to do your job. Like, it's not even like that you can do it. You, you If you want to keep working, you have to do it. Yeah, there are a lot of silver linings. I, I talked to my aunt tonight for the first time in a while and I told her about Zoom and she went, what? <laughs> so there's still people out there that haven't quite converted over. Yeah, But even grandparents are being converted over. Like yeah. my dad's on Zoom, my dad's like, because grandparents need to connect with the grandkids and how do, how do you do that? Sometimes it's FaceTime, sometimes it's Zoom. They're, mm -hmm. they're getting this concept of, you know, FaceTime or Zoom or whatever you want to call it. Well, well, about that Zoom, but I like FaceTime. My mom doesn't want to hear about this Zoom, but she likes FaceTime. Which is the same thing, just a different. It, different it is. I just, it never works for me. I don't know what it is. It just always seems congested. The network, it gets choppy. It just never works. Um, I just find Zoom works most of the time. I mean, if you ever do it on your phone, in fact, 
and my mother's in, in hospital and because of the tight COVID rules, it's unbelievable. You, you can't visit your loved ones in hospital. Laura, you mentioned in California, you can't visit at all. Here in Alberta, you come in and they say, who's your list of designated visitors? I'm like, oh, you know, I'll write them all down. They say, you can only have two. I said, only two? I don't know how that's going to work because she's probably going to be in for a couple of days. And, you know, if you just have only two and they said, yeah, well, you can't change that list after you've done it. So we're really restricted who can visit. So we're trying to fit, be strategic about it so that whoever can be there to hang out with her for the most time every day. Anyways, we're going to use video conferencing, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to say, Hey everyone, <laughs> and give my mom the opportunity to talk to other people and I'll let people know and, uh, and send them the links and we can all have a zoom. So you know, there's a new a new um, utilization for the tool I never even thought of before. And I'm not worried about, um, I mean, as soon as we can move about the room freely, come to the world freely again, like we will do that naturally. I'm not worried that we're going to turn into just, you know, hermits forever now. And I, I don't think that I, can't. I want, I want human contact badly. Yeah, I think people are craving it for sure. I don't think we're going to have a problem going back to being social. I think that's no. built into the DNA of being a human being. Like we we crave connection with other individuals, right? Like mm -hmm. at least I do. I can't speak for everybody, yeah. but I certainly yeah. Do. But there's thousands of people that do. I mean, that's why our community is so massive because we meet at these these events. There's so many of these these events worldwide that that's there's a you know two degrees of separation between us all and it's often because we've met in person somewhere in fact i had somebody once there's you know i was telling them that i'm part of this worldwide community of accountants first of all they roll their eyes and start laughing it's like no seriously it's fun and then they laugh some more and you try and explain to them that there's this huge world out there with these amazing people like mine you know we have similar interests and the conferences that we attend are just a riot. They're a blast. And you make real friendships there. And this person tried to argue with me that, oh, you don't make real friends online. You know, those are just surrogate I, friends. I I'm like, are you crazy? So many people that I've met in person, I met online first, long before. Think of a guy like Hector. You know, I knew who Hector was. I've been watching his YouTube videos for years before I got the chance to meet him. And when all of a sudden he walks into the Fairmont Bar, it's like, holy shit, that's Hector Garcia. And I, 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 if Lisa Channel's out there, I don't want to mimic her reaction because she got more excited than I did. But, you know, it's that's where we first forge those relationships. And then when you meet in person, it's like you've known each other for years. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a good way to supplement meeting people and, and networking, but it nothing compares to being in person. I mean, we'll get through it. We're all kind of at like Laura. I think I saw you at three conferences last year, and Andrew and I were into a whole bunch together. Nice. Oh, it's just one year, maybe. You know, it'll be interesting to see. So, where do you see it going in twenty twenty one? I don't even want to get depressed thinking about that. But well, it, I guess it, it's it's it depends, doesn't it? It really it depends on on where where the world goes with this this crazy disease. Yeah, we need the we need the shot. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a while yet. I think we've got a full, a full year at least. And going to be honest, like, and I guess it's different for you in California where you don't have the seasons that we do. Um, but thankfully, the summer has made it amazing. And like being able for, for me to come up here 
be at my cottage and get away from it. Andrew and, is at the boathouse tonight. If, if in case yeah. anyone was wondering, yeah, I've been like, hash, I'm afraid to say it sometimes, but I've been enjoying COVID, but I know come winter time and I'm going to be locked in the house and I'm not like, I, cause I've been able to go out to patios. I've been able to hang out with my family. Um, and it's almost like COVID didn't exist. Right. My, the people I hang out with is a much tighter group, but it's all the people I love anyways. Right. Um, but come winter time, I'm not really going to be seeing my family cause they're going to be, working and in their home and like we're not going to have social get-togethers we're not gonna have a fire pit to go hang around we're not um gonna have a backyard that we could go sit in because even when we're in the city I, I can at least go to my sister's backyard and sit there and have a beer or two with them but now i'll be locked in the house and i'm worried about my own mental health as well as that <laughs> of my, my my kids at least they'll be going back to school which is a whole other thing that scares the pants off me because our mm-hmm. our TDSB, which is the Toronto District School Board, still hasn't figured out what they're going to be doing. Everything's sort of in flux around class sizes and masks. When do your kids, have your kids gone back already? High school started this week. It started this week. And what is it? How big are the class sizes? All distance learning. They're not there. They're all at home. And all distance learning. Yeah. So when, so when it shut down in March um, and we went to distance learning and then during the summer, they hoped and thought that they could get back on campus, but nope, California went back the wrong direction with our infection rates. So we're all at home learning and the little one starts next week, all at home. Yeah. So they're in meetings with teachers and they have their online place where they can get their school assignments and submit work and stuff, but- They use Microsoft Teams or Google Classrooms. Do you know what they use? Uh, the little one uses Google Classrooms. The older one uses a system called Canvas. Okay. I'm not familiar with that, but. My son's starting high school in a few weeks. Uh, so one part of me wants him to enjoy high school because that's it, you know, three more years and off to the real world. But at the same time, <laughs> it's a different world. But they're going back. They're going back with masks. They're going to try and social distance. They're going to try and cohort a bit and and stagger. It's very controversial here in town. Fortunately, in Calgary, we have just a handful of cases compared to the rest of the world. So it's still relatively contained here, but we're, we're being careless. There's no doubt about, I've noticed people are being careless. I just see people everywhere hugging and hanging out and high-fiving and, and, you know, it's like business as usual. So there's been pictures uh, in the news of our local beach, Toronto beach um, on the islands here just jam-packed like, yeah. because people just you know they want to be out there they want to be socializing and certainly there's a, a certain age demographic that seems to care a lot less about it you know people holding parties of like 200 300 people um repeatedly and just not not being respectful of their fellow human beings really for yeah. boomers like me, that's the, that's the thing. That's what they call it, the boomer remover. They literally think that's that's what they, the nickname that a lot of these kids have for, for COVID. And it's kind of morbid, but it's kind of funny at the same time. So I don't, I don't get overly offended, but they just feel invincible, right? It's like, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to catch this thing. Hey, we all felt invincible when we were in our 20s. Oh yeah. I did a hell of a lot worse than COVID, you know, yeah. sometimes. Boomer, are you Gen X? You're not pardon? a boomer. Gen X, you're not a boomer. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, a boomer. I'm actually officially tail. I, I turned 56 yesterday. So if you look, that's right on the cusp of all these different generations. Yeah. Oh, 
But yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about being removed by COVID myself. In fact, I have some, I've, I've debated whether I might've had it at one point because yeah. I had the horrible flu-like thing in January, like right around New Year's Eve, which apparently isn't possible. I could have had COVID because it wasn't here, but it sort of felt like a lot of the symptoms. It could COVID. have been here. There's no, they don't know any of that for sure because they know that it was lurking about on the Eastern seaboard around New York for a long time. Toronto's not that far. From, right. from the northeast but US. Even if I didn't get it and I were to get it now, I'm not as likely to die as, say, my 79-year-old father. Right? Like, I'm, I should be relatively safe. Right. So at the beginning of quarantine, I was thinking that. I'm thinking herd immunity. We're all going to get it. Most of us are going to live. It's going to be okay. It's going to be a terrible few weeks, Sarah. Not, I'm not thinking like <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't stop. Really naive. I thought it was going to be like a couple of weeks and over. Oh, that was my community here in Calgary was all, oh, we'll be back in a few weeks. And it's like, I don't know if you guys have been listening to this Tony Fauci guy, that American, the yeah. American uh, expert. And they're like, who? <laughs> you know, like no one was really paying attention. I was like, seriously, this thing is not going to go away in a few weeks. There are early studies. I am not trying to be an alarmist here. I'm just watching. There are early studies now about the lingering, potentially permanent heart and brain damage. I have a friend who's suffering. He's in Texas. He's in Austin, Texas, and he caught it. Um, He's probably in his 40s. Good health. He's always taking good care of himself. And he said it knocked him for a loop for several weeks. Um, he's an architect by trade, but he's not really doing that now. He's doing other things. And he said the fog has been terrible. He said he can't do what he loves to do because there's a part of him that's just not there. He says it's coming back, but it's taking a while. So well, with my luck, I just feel like I'm probably going to get it because I'm the neurotic one. And so, but hopefully not. I'm trying to lay low. We did one, we did a family trip this summer. We go, it's about three hours. I'm in Silicon Valley in Northern California. And about three hours from here is Lake Tahoe, three three or four hour drive. I know the drive, that's so beautiful in there. Brothers and sisters and family and everything. And so this year was a really special year for us. We needed to be together. And so we all got tested, locked down for two weeks and really, you know, did the whole official- Oh, you quarantined together. It was like a quarantine vacation? Your bubbles, right? or whatever so that we could go and I was really nervous the whole time my poor family has to put up with me but we did it and um so that was good how big is your family like how many people were up there for that there are I think there are 24 of us all together um not everybody was in not everybody could do Tahoe um but there must have been like 20 of us so there are six of us kids spouses and then children and our parents mm-hmm. um, our parents we've uh, um of the six of us kids our parents each had a first spouse that died and then our parents now married in the 80s so they've been married 30 something years so we've been a big old family like that for a long long time yeah and i'm i'm the same it's five um uh, but yeah i've got my and for us, the hard part right now has been because normally there's 24 of us. It's really, really hard to get 24 of you together, right? Um, so we've been sort of splitting it into like the different families, unfortunately, which is, you know, it's it's not the same. It's it's still great. I mean, it's been amazing to have time with my sisters, but disappointed not to be able to get all 24 of us together. Yeah. Next year is or whenever we are. I, Sometime in the future. 
I caught myself several, several months ago, earlier on in quarantine, I, I heard my, I caught myself saying, when this is all over, and I, at one point I was like, <laughs> if it ever ends, we're going to be in a permanent pandemic if we don't smarten up. I think we're now going to go back to this is not some passing thing and we're going to go back to the way things were yes. i think but, Agreed. but when things hopefully allow us to get together again um i think we're going to see a lot of socializing and partying and you know. Yes, yes. If you oh, think a Quickwix party has been crazy in the past, the next one that there is is going to be the crazy. Oh, it's going to be explosive. That there ever, ever was. Yeah. So, Laura, what, what's your take? Sorry, we got a bit of a, a lag there. What's your take on the future of conferences? We've been asking a lot of our guests that. How do you think they'll look once things do settle down? So, let's say the eventuality does come and we're allowed to go out and play again and they decide to to start having conferences. What do you think they'll look like? That's safe. I think that's a proven good, um, good thing to do. I mean, I uh, the virtual ones are great. I think they can continue. We had those going on before COVID even hit, but there's it's not the same as all- Exactly. Uh, and the other question is, are there gonna be companies behind it with the budget to spend? Right? right. Like, Inuit has spent big, big dollars on their conferences. Those conferences are not cheap, right? And I don't think they're positive ROI either. Um, and it's a big marketing machine. And it, all the other, the, other, the other labels, it's the same thing, right? It's not meant to be a revenue generator. Well, well present. I don't, behind, I don't work behind those closed doors, but I know that they certainly cost a lot of money to put on and put together. Um, and so the question is, will there be an appetite for the companies to continue to do that. And I guess the question will be how, how have their sales been affected while they haven't been doing that? Because if their sales have been going up without doing that, they're going to be like, they, oh, why they do we have been going training? up? That's the thing, right? People are going uh, online, going yeah. into the cloud. So all, I think all the both zero and into it are having, they must be having increases because people got to be migrating from desktop and Excel and all these manual processes. So who knows who will sponsor it? But if you're in the event planning business or the conference planning business, I think there's still something there because you know the community of people will want to congregate. We always want to keep learning from each other. Everybody shares so well and will present and talk about their own business. And so I think that all that potential is there. Yeah, the conferences just might become more expensive. They may not be three ninety nine anymore. Well, you would think they, they would still want to say, well, maybe we shouldn't cram 5,000 people into these things just to be safe in the first while. Maybe they'll be smaller. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. For the first couple ones, they'll probably be more intimate, right? But then eventually it's going to open up and someone's going to put on a rager. And there's going to be the biggest rager of crazy accountants partying to the hours of the morning, hanging out in the middle of the Fairmont. So what's different? Yeah. Sounds floor. like normal eating fast food off the floor of the lobby at like four in the morning. Outside. How about outside? Yeah. Well, last year it was messed up though, because they took the bar away. Remember they rented it oh. and it was like, we didn't have an anchor. We, it was like, I didn't, no one knew where to go at night because we all used to just go to the Fairmont and then you'd follow <laughs> there's trouble in the behind you, Andrew. Um, and we would have to go find, you know, that you always went to the Fairmont before you went to the next place. And last year without that anchor place to go, people just scattered after things and, and it was a bit disjointed. So 
It was interesting to notate that. And, and also not knowing we weren't ready for that. So we hadn't planned some other. Yeah. Well, it was kind of last minute and everyone was scrambling, but we never really did find that kind of, it's kind of our North star when we go down there. And yeah. so, well, and so for what, those of you that don't know that thing that just walked in the background, this is a sister. <laughs> is my sister aka our timer that we've got seven minutes left nice thank you <laughs> yeah so uh, she's swimming through the <laughs> so laura um i don't know what it's like down in the u.s but up here in canada they've been going kind of regional with this get connected concept it's like a quickbooks connect light so we've had them in calgary and edmonton we've had a, we were supposed to have one in vancouver are they doing that in the U.S. at all, having regional kind of smaller conferences? I haven't heard any now, but they did get connected, did go local. Oh, so it was, yeah, there's, it's kind of confusing because there's even a get connected. What's the other one, Andrew, that's like a one day thing and it's more of a teaching one? I don't know. Roadshow, the get connected roadshow they have up here as well, which is even smaller. They go into some of the smaller towns. But these are like mini conferences. I still say that one of the best conferences I ever went to, Andrew, was Get Connected Vancouver. It was a two-day show. You know, we got to go up on stage, which was, yeah, that was spur great. of the moment. Um, uh, Michelle Romano was supposed to keynote, and she, her flight was delayed, or she was caught in security or something. So we were asked just before she was supposed to go on stage, hey, do you guys want to go do a panel right now? <laughs> so it was Andrew and I and Tama the Denye and uh, Melanie Schroeder, did I miss anyone? And Jeff Cates, the president of Intuit Canada. And it was just spur of the moment. Marketing marketing team said, go up. Do you want to go up there? And we said, sure. And it was a lot of fun. Am I ever going to say no to a microphone? Probably not. <laughs> I had never done anything like that, though. I was just like, what? And it was a lot of fun. So uh, right. they're, they're, they're good conferences. So what were you saying, happening right now though during COVID. no it was supposed to happen in may and i was so excited because you know we, we had toronto in december and that was that was a great success and then you know as soon as they announced it in like february i bought my early bird ticket i got I went to airbnb and i really researched the heck out of the vancouver market because vancouver is like san francisco super expensive everything's expensive so i found um it was an older kind of a character place and i and I got on Google Maps. Oh, it's only 800 meters from the conference. That's not so bad. We walked for miles looking for a party. And it was actually kind of large. It had a fridge. And I thought, I'm going to ask the landlord. They seem pretty chill if I can have some people over for later in the evening, if I wouldn't offend too many people. And there was a liquor store right around the corner. I was all excited. I was totally stoked. And no sooner had I done all the reservations than the, you know, Word came out first that London wasn't going to happen. And then the message came out from Intuit that Vancouver wasn't going to happen. And then it just all kind of the house of cards just crumbled after that. And it took me over a month to get my refund from, uh, from Airbnb. They didn't make it easy. So. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with 2021 either. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Andrew has, has, has had it. So he wants to create something and get people to come to it. And we'll figure it out on our own. It'll be it'll be definitely small and intimate. Um, but I want to get people, just the cool people that I enjoy hanging out with, right? That the, the, whole, the cool th 150, 200, 300 people. Well, uh, we can't get them all, unfortunately. Like I'm yeah. thinking, my ideal is like so. I went and stayed at this place in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, with my parents. 
Um, so I'm thinking maybe like find a place that's out of country in a country that's been safe that people can travel to. Fortunately, many of my American friends may not be able to come because you can't really. <laughs> they can't go anywhere except like three but countries. Canadians, the, the the UKs, the Aussies, the Brits. Um, we might be able to find a place maybe in Europe or something like that where you could go and like rent a big, huge house and just get as many of us together as we could. Um, and maybe just have each one of us because we're all thought leaders in our own, right? Anyone who comes, there's no cost to come. Your cost to come is like, you're just going to share your knowledge with. So everyone who comes teaches us. Byron Bay, Clayton will have us. There we go. But yeah. you know, isn't Mexico is open to Americans, right? I love it. Do that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, Clayton, you've been called it out there. Up your place environment. <laughs> and to all FNL uh, <laughs> listeners, you're invited. Sit <laughs> down there now. Sorry, Clayton. Uh, right on. Well, I'm so glad to see your faces. It does feel like hanging out a little bit, doesn't it? It does, and um, and stick around for a little bit longer after we wrap up because we usually have a bit of an after show where you'll get to meet my even crazier family who will come in and probably chew, chew your ear off. But it's the one thing I love about Friday Night Live is it's for me a chance to come and see people that I otherwise wouldn't be able to like spend an hour chatting with, you know. Um, and hopefully I can steal another fifteen or twenty minutes of your time, and you know we can say all the things we wouldn't say on air. <laughs> um, is there anything, anything, Brad, you want to wrap up with, or Laura, you want to say before we we kill the live? I can't think. Well, you know, I mean, so many of us in our profession are constantly looking to do some, um, you know, learning, constantly learning all the time. So that's been that's been challenging to find that new thing. I'm just starting. It starts next week, actually. Um, do you know Sherelle Martin? I've just met oh, Sherelle. Yes. She's an accountant also, and she had done the Goldman Sachs has a program in the U.S. to help, uh, I don't know, it's called the 10,000, I forget the name of it exactly. <laughs> anyway, that starts next week. So I'm going to do that for the fall. And that should be really interesting. It just helps you really focus on something you want to grow about a business. So that's how long, how long have you been doing EOS for? Two years. Two years. I think that's a great thing for people to learn about. I, 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 I've learned about it. I've read the books. I have implemented some of the ideas. Yep. Um, L10 meetings. If you implement the L10 meetings, that's where you get a lot of traction. Those meetings get done. Well, and that's what I it's all about, right? It's, it's just scheduling those. Like you said, you've got your team meeting. You've got your marketing meeting. You've got your um, finance meeting. You've got all your different sessions where you're setting your milestones, you know, checking up on your deliverables. Visions and your intentions are getting rolled out. Yeah. And I love like, I mean, we in zero minutes left, I love that whole concept of the sand and the rocks, um, which you'll know what I'm talking about if you're all about EOS and anyone who's read EOS, um, you'll understand what I'm saying. But like, it's so true how that sand gets in the way of like moving those rocks. Right? Yeah. Uh, but on that note, thanks everyone. Uh, Brad, you want to- So uh, last word, next week we have the aforementioned Amanda Aguillard. She's looking forward to that. And following week, we're here on the, the hotshot women role. Uh, Kelly Gonzalez, Kelly G is going to be our guest on September 4th. So we're really looking forward to that. She's always entertaining. And uh, thanks for, for being there tonight, everyone. And uh, see you next Friday. Bye.